Welcome to Who is Kresnik Movie Reviews with Joe Cabello and Chris Asoda, where we talk about new movies, old movies, movies we love, or movies that are just fucking weird. What's up, everybody? Uh, I am Joe Cabello. I am here with Chris Asoda. Hey. That's him. That's Chris Asoda. I am a How's screenwriter, and uh, Chris Asoda's an otaku, so we're going to be talking about uh, movies for this podcast and a very special movie called enter the fat dragon today um so very, that's very special cool. it's, it's incredibly special i don't know why but it just feels special probably because it's only playing at uh theaters in uh densely asian populations you know you like you have to yeah. go to neighborhoods where all the asian people live that's pretty much what i found when i was looking for uh, the theater to, to watch this out yeah i was lucky in that the theater i normally go to is that type of theater so yeah just, and, that's uh, actually how i found out about it too oh really yeah because you end up seeing it listed and you're like okay they get yeah. different trailers I was like, what the hell is this? yeah um well cool we'll get into that but i just want to start it off with uh talking about um what we've been watching or playing that's interesting uh what's up chris yeah um not much right now i'm just actually really been into uh have you even seen that show the outsider on hbo no what is that oh is that the one with jason bateman yeah 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 how is that? jason bateman it's really good it's uh it's very tense a lot of I, I feel like a lot of the people that were in are into something like um all the old the other hbo like detect true detective oh yeah stuff like that it's, it's very it's... similar in tone, but uh, it's based on like a Stephen King novel, so it it kind of it has that realism, but then also some sort of you know supernatural element to it. Yeah, because like what I feel like the trailer gives away that he's wanted for murder, but he couldn't have possibly been at the place where the murder took place. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I've thought about seeing it. I um have like a backlog of HBO shows because I canceled it for a while when like after Chernobyl uh, came out. And yeah. That's that's one too where I'm like, oh shit, I kind of got to check this out. Um, how many episodes in are you? Uh, I believe it's six episodes in. I've seen every one. It's the seventh one's tonight actually. And what's it going to be, eight or ten or something? I think, yeah, like, well, since I'm Pacific Coast, it's like, I think it comes out like 6 p.m. for me. Okay, but it uh, the, how many episodes total is it? Oh, sorry, uh, it's 10 episodes total. Oh, okay. Yeah, I might have to get into that because gotta love me some Jason Bateman. Yeah, and uh, Ben Mendelsohn. Oh like yeah, lead, his voice really is so great. Yeah, and then uh, th three episodes in, they introduce this other character. It's but it's played by uh, Cynthia Erivo. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you know her. She was just nominated for, uh, I think, Best Supporting Actress. Yeah, and I remember seeing her in, uh, gosh, what is it, Good Times, at or Bad Times at the El Royale. Yeah. Yeah, yeah she was good. great in uh, Widows. She was in that, too. And then and she was just in that movie Harriet that just came out Okay. this year. It kind of was like, I haven't seen it, but it was, no, nobody like, saw it. Uh, yeah, but it was nominated for stuff. That's what happens. All the nominees are like 
what are the movies that did not make any money? Yeah. But we're good. But you, but you should watch. They're like, usually. Yeah. Um, okay, cool. So The Outsiders. The Outsiders. That's not what it is. I feel like <laughs> there is a show that's called The Outsiders, though. Like yeah. Some British show or something. The Outlander. Yeah, that sounds... Um, anything else? Um, just new season of Curb Your Enthusiasm. I'm watching that too because it comes out oh, the shit. same night. So it's kind of cool to because you watch the episode of The Outsider, it's like super tense. And then you watch an episode of Curb after, and it's like, and it's even more tense. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes that show did get very uh, tense for me. That that's you, true. That you just get so true. pissed. <laughs> Um, yeah, how is that new season? What's the premise of the that season? Um, I guess so far the overarching storylines are because there's only been four episodes so far, but uh, one of them is like he's trying to get back with his ex-wife, and then the other one is that he opens he's going to open a coffee shop next oh door God. to this coffee shop that kicked him out and like treated him like shit so he's like just to get back at them he wants to open that's a better amazing. version of it <laughs> that's just amazing. to spite them yeah that's what i'm all about that feels like um like high concept stuff that you don't normally see in that show yeah yeah definitely um all right and then a... talks about like sexual harassment stuff with like a co-worker of his and they're uh, it's pretty me, pretty me good too bits. stuff yeah. He wears like a, I'm sure you've seen on the internet, but he like, there's a bit where he wears a MAGA hat just to get people to avoid him. Yeah. I saw one of those clips. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, speaking of comedies, I've just got into Letter Kenny. Oh yeah. I really need to watch that. Yeah. Like I, I started it just from hearing so many people I respect just talking about it, saying you got to see it. Um, and then probably took me like 10 minutes to really get into it and get it. And then I was like, holy shit, this is really unique and funny. Yeah. It's like they'll sometimes Fun. just be like six-minute uh, scenes of just wordplay. Oh, really? Yeah. It's That's a very cool. like oddly like stylish show too because it it's very dirty and like they do fart jokes and you know just whatever dumb dumb uh. stuff. But then like in the middle of an episode there will just be like a 3 minute dance sequence because they're at a party that's just like stylistically shot and uh. very like a music video and you're like what's going on here? <laughs> they're just doing oh, whatever cool. the fuck they want, aren't they? Um, I would highly recommend it. It's just, it actually reminds me a lot of like, um, cause they're basically, it's a show, uh, that takes place in this town, Letterkenny, which is like rural juror, no rural, um, Canada. Okay. Um, so they're like Hicks basically Canadian Hicks. Uh, um, and it just kind of reminds me of like, uh, the same analog of like, if you did a show about a bunch of NorCal people hanging out and just like the dumb bullshit they get into. So it's like, even though they're not acting the way like someone from NorCal would or maybe anyone's hometown, it still yeah. reminds you of your own hometown and like just chilling with friends, having nothing to do, just bullshitting. And it's like such a laid back show like that where like an episode might just be about um, throwing a party for a friend who's visiting. And that's the episode. Okay. 
Yeah, it's really good. I'm like, I think into season five that I've just been binging while oh, playing yeah. Monster Hunter. Oh, <laughs> nice. So I think I'll probably end up watching this series again, uh, you know, where I'm like actually paying a little more attention. Plus, it's like super yeah. rewatchable. Yeah. Um, yeah, those are the best when it's like that. Yeah, you could watch it over and over. Uh, You're like, I guess how many seasons gonna... of it are there? I think it's seven. Seven, okay. On Isn't Crave there like an TV. animated series too or something? Yeah, one of those like, um, I don't know where the animated series came from. If it was like the same Crave Network or Crave TV, uh -huh. whatever it is, they um, made it. Or if it was like, I noticed Hulu does a lot of like, they have a bunch of mini like web series, it feels like. Okay. Um, and I don't know if that's something they do for their popular shows or something. I, I hate anything like that. I'm like, I don't want to watch a two-minute fucking episode. Yeah. Quibi. Um, but, yeah, <laughs> yeah. They, they, they have, like, a web series uh, version, which I think is a lot like the web series they made that uh, led to the sale of the show, where it's just the oh. guys kind of there telling problems, you know, just one-liners about the Letterkenny problems and stuff like that. Okay. Called Little – and it's – called little kenny yeah, which little is kenny, right? so confusing because the character's name isn't kenny or anything it's wayne but then when they call it little kenny you're like okay letter kenny must be the guy in the show you know it's <laughs> yeah like because i saw both the the letter kenny and little kenny um, yeah ads or whatever before and i was like okay i guess i'm piecing together what this is um so yeah, i was anything, looking at it the other day because it's all on hulu right That's yeah yeah, because I, I was yeah I was checking it out, being like, "Damn, I need to watch that soon." And I saw that animated one. Like, as a person that has no idea, but Little Kenny. Yeah. Yeah, there's something weird. It actually hurt the show more <laughs> than anything. That's why I didn't watch it that day. I was like, "Nah, Little Kenny," but I'm just gonna pass for now. Yeah, I don't want this Little Kenny thing. <laughs> um, but yeah, that show is really good. Um... So yeah, I've been watching that, and then just last night I rewatched Hell Baby. It'd been a long time since I watched that. Uh, ben Grant and Thomas Lennon's movie about. The, oh yeah, the one where the they have like a demonic child. Yeah, um, I haven't and it's, seen that, but... <laughs> it. You know, I think I liked it more this time that I saw it than the first time. Um, but it's still like, what is this? Is movie? that the one? It has the guy from uh, Friday Night Lights. Dad. No, no, uh, no, no, it's not that. It has uh, Keegan Michael Key is a big part in it. Okay. Um, but uh, yeah, a lot of it was uh, oh, giving yeah, me some belly me. laughs. But uh, it definitely feels like a movie where you're like, what is this script? Like, I don't know yeah. what I'm really following. Like, I think it leans a little too much on being a parody, but not okay. really of anything. So you're like, all right. Is this really about the... You're just throwing me scary scenes or, like, scenes that would be in different horror movies. Kind of like how the uh, the later... Uh, what are the scary movies feel? Where it's just like, you guys are just throwing yeah, shit out there. It's just like a straight-up... It's just like parody sketches in a movie that yeah. loosely has a plot. Yeah, exactly. Instead of... even The first and second were kind of like that, but I feel like they really... They stuck more to a plot so that's kind of how that how hell baby feels um yeah but glad it exists <laughs> um that's uh that brings me to wanting to talk about some of the trailers that were on 
the screening of Enter the Fat Dragon. Uh, I think we yeah. may have gotten some of the same ones, but uh, let's go down the list. Um, Got to talk about uh, Impractical Jokers, the movie. <laughs> yeah, man. What? <laughs> what the fuck? I don't. I don't really understand who wants that, but. Yeah, I can't imagine, like, my parents will watch Impractical Jokers, you know, every once in a while, yeah. but they never go to the movies, you know? They're not going to yeah. go to the Impractical Jokers movie. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't... It's like, if it was on True TV, they'd be like, okay, cool, but... Yeah, exactly. Go to the theater just to see that. I don't... Uh, yeah. Yeah, and that, like, that was... this show is fine. I don't think yeah. the Impractical Jokes are that funny or great um but it's it's fine i think what's so funny is like how they try to build a story around the movie yeah which is just pranks so the story is that i think it's a is it a who's paula it? abdul right paula abdul like a party yeah has a party and there's four of the impractical jokers but she only gave them three tickets so to decide who's gonna go to the party they're gonna pull pranks and the one with the the worst pranks will not go to the party. It's so fucking stupid. Like, you talk about wanting stakes in a movie, and the stakes are just, you'll go to Paula Abdul's party or not. You're like, who the fuck cares? Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, go on. It's like uh, they watched, like, Bad Grandpa, and they're like, we could do that. Yeah, and do didn't a get it. Like prank movie cross country, but didn't want to hire Jeff Tremaine. Yeah, or Jeff Tremaine just didn't want to do it. Yeah, he's just like, um, no, because that, well, that's the funny thing too, because I know Jeff Tremaine is doing that Eric Andre movie right now, where he Eric Andre is going cross country with, and it's like Tiffany Haddish oh, is in yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, and, uh, and that even looks pretty stupid. Yeah, yeah, because that that was kind of how I felt after watching Bad Grandpa. Was like, that's this isn't like the best version of what they could be doing. Yeah, it's very weird. I don't think that like Action Point got closest to being. Oh yeah, best. yeah. I actually haven't seen that one. Uh, it's pretty. Too. It's not a great movie, but I felt it was pretty fun. Yeah. And it gives you exactly what you're looking for, which is like, oh, that obviously really hurts, and here's a story. It has way more of a story than the other ones, like uh, like Bad Grandpa, which actually is still, like, the story's better than what I assume is the Impractical Joker story will be, you know, because yeah. it's, like, it's about heart. It's, like, oh, is this Bad Grandpa, you know, he's showing love for his grandson. So you can kind of just follow along with that, even though it's just yeah. a bunch of sketches. But, yeah, like, oh, Paula Abdul concert? <laughs> what? <laughs> I still can't believe like how they came up with Paul Abdul. Is part of it like, well, we know we're marketing to fifty-year-olds yeah. for this movie, or was it we can afford Paula Abdul? <laughs> I think who, they just put out an ad like, "Who wants to help pay for our pranks, and we will promote your tour." Yeah, exactly, and we'll uh, we'll get a bunch of people to your tour, which isn't selling very well. <laughs> as extras <laughs> have you ever wanted an audience of paid extras well yeah oh, that's yeah. that's like such a bizarre movie but uh i i just 
can't see it doing that well, but it probably only costs very little. So if it makes like five million, it'll be profitable. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I must. Those show, those must not cost nearly that much money. Yeah. Especially since they're it's all just people as in the audience or the you know random people that they're pranking or whatever. Yeah, and that they, they don't go, have hey, to sign pay. this. Yeah. We'll give you 20 bucks. And then if they say no, they're like, oh, I'll just blow your face. Yeah. Yeah, it's ridiculous. But uh, hey, that's actually, I wish we would see more movies like that, you know? Yeah. Um, like, just give me low budget movies in theaters, you know? Um, but yeah. the uh, another one, freaking Lovebirds. You've seen this one with Kumail Nanjiani and uh, Issa Yeah. So I. I actually expect that this movie is going to be better than the trailer, but I'll yeah. tell you what I hate about the trailer. <laughs> it shows that the movie is, its whole premise is just based on two characters not being able to explain themselves. Yeah. So they get like a guy uh, essentially hijacks their car pretending he's going to be a, pol he is a police officer and then with their car kills another dude. And then runs off. Mm -hmm. And then they get caught by some random strangers. And they can't seem to just explain yeah, what simply. happened. Yeah, simply. Yeah. And then it becomes one of those, well, the only way we can clear our names is if we uh, solve the crime ourselves. And I, I'm sure the movie will do a better job at actually showing like why they have to do that than the trailer does. Yeah. Like there's yeah. going to be another thing to it. But Jesus, like... I cannot get behind a movie that's just predicated on two people who couldn't just say, no, a guy carjacked us. Yeah. And ran this guy over. We'll wait for the cops and explain it. Like, yeah. Yeah. I don't know all the, all the traffic lights that caught this. Or yeah, whatever. exactly. The valence cameras. I'm sure they could easily show that there's another man in the driver's seat. Yeah. And, and probably see who the guy who died was see that yeah. he has connections and crime and we don't <laughs> yeah yeah that pisses me off uh <laughs> every time i see it i'm like no it takes me out of the trailer or out of the movie yeah but and also too it's like is this just like that date night movie with uh, steve carell and yeah yeah it's it's that same uh premise except it's not really uh particularly interesting you know it's yeah. like at least give us a relationship that's different, you know, not just yeah, a really happy uh, couple. It also reminds me of like that uh, that another movie that just came out with uh, Daniel Kaluuya. Uh, shoot, it was like Queen and Slim. Queen and Slim. It's the you know, comedy. It's like, Queen it's like the comedy comedy equivalent of that movie. That needs to be a double feature. You watch <laughs> uh, Queen and Slim, then Lovebirds. What a terrifying double feature. <laughs> You're like, yeah. this is about real violence, and this is about. A s similar premise, but then just completely different tone. And yeah, I think it point. actually makes Lovebirds, will make, will make Lovebirds more believable. Because you're going to be like, oh, yes, because now we've been educated about Queen and Slim and how uh, people of color aren't comfortable going to the police. Got it. I think you, I'll say it here officially, you need to see Queen and Slim before you see Lovebirds. <laughs> it's essentially it. the prequel that like you need to watch. Absolutely. Yeah.
um, so, <laughs> so cool. I don't want to shit on that movie too much because I actually think it probably will be pretty fun. And, yeah. Um, and yeah, I do think there will be some other element to the reason why they don't go to the cops or whatever. Um, yeah. But then uh, the uh, another trailer I saw there was Vin Diesel's Bloodshot. How excited yes. are you for Bloodshot? Bloodshot. Oh man. You know I. I have been excited for Vin Diesel movies in the past, but uh, I actually never saw like that new Triple X movie he made. I could just not, I couldn't bring myself to see it. Oh yeah, it's I I saw it. It was fine, but forgettable. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So look, this movie at least the effects seem cool. Yeah, and like uh, I I do like that premise. Uh, it's like I think going to be uh, providing a lot of good sequences. Um, yeah, and it's just Vin Diesel yeah. being Vin Diesel. Yeah, and the the exoskeleton suit thing seems kind of cool, just because haven't really seen. You a know lot what of stuff it is? Like that in the it's like it's that idea seemingly done really well, and like yeah, actually scary and yeah, uh, not really goofy or anything like that. So yeah, that looks cool, and like knowing. Oh, Vin Diesel will probably actually get shredded up by this thing, but that's okay. Yeah. Versus like, oh, he's gonna dodge every single blow. You yeah, know? or it, or it hits him and it just kind of like it's like a punch, but instead like it gets straight up showing it like piercing his body and yeah, ripping him up and some crazy stuff like that. It's basically the Wolverine movie we deserve. <laughs> yeah, it kind yeah, of that's is. True. Yeah. People kind of shit on Vin Diesel, especially after The Rock came to Fast and the Furious, because uh-huh. he kind of overshadowed Vin Diesel. Not in my opinion, but in a lot of people's opinions. But I think yeah, you see him in something like this, and it's just like yeah, this is this is pitch black Vin Diesel. You know, yeah, he's the real he deal. Can, he can carry this by himself easily. Yeah, and he's so believably a badass. In the the Fast and the Furious movies, he's believably a badass. Like, you actually believe that he could take on The Rock, and The Rock's massive. Yeah. No, that he does that. When Fast Six, he did that like flying headbutt, where he just like made himself like a human bullet. Yeah. And it was like the coolest thing I've ever seen. (laughs) That that's what a Vin Diesel move is, you know? Yeah. He could pull that off. Not even Statham could pull that off. That's true. That's true, but you know my actually my favorite one of my favorite scenes in that series uh is just it's very simple, but it was like the movie where Jason Statham was first in it, he him and Vin Diesel do like play chicken. Mm-hmm. And yeah, they're... and they're just are like, No, what are we gonna do? What's more manly than us both ramming our cars directly into each other? Yeah. And just sustaining all those injuries. It's like so insane that they're just like, oh, this is what we have to do. Yeah, it's and it's such a perfect moment of like that movie even particularly had some of the is like the the genesis of the new era of Fast and Furious with the crazy stunts and like yeah. where it really started to get crazy. And then for yeah. them to have the restraint to be like, no, but for this sequence, they're literally just going to ram into each other. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, yeah, that's the perfect move, actually. 
Yeah. If, if he would have like flipped his car twice to like flip it over and punch him, it just it wouldn't have been as cool as just ram them into each other. Yeah. Um. All right. So bloodshot. It's that's definitely a thumbs up. I think it's gonna be good trash action yeah. movie. You know. Yeah. Definitely. Um, and then the last one I would talk about, wanted to talk about was New Mutants, because um, this oh, hasn't yeah. really been on my radar much. I, I've just heard that it was going to come out. Um, so this yeah, was the first time I saw anything getting about pushed it. back, or the release date was like erased, and they yeah. weren't sure if it was going to come out. Yeah. So what are your what do you think about this? Uh, assuming you saw the trailer. Yeah. Um... The, I know the newest trailer, I don't know if it was the newest one, but it shows, like, a lot of the characters using their powers. But, uh, I don't know. I hope it's good. It's I, I liked that they were trying to make a horror movie when they yeah, originally... Yeah, I was, I was really excited it. to see, like, hey, this doesn't seem like a superhero movie. Cool. Yeah. It's got... It kind of feels like that, uh... What is that? The third Nightmare on Elm Street movie where they're, like, in an insane asylum. Yeah, it definitely has. Kind of got uh, that feel of the, like, haunted, creepy setting. Yeah, and, like, a bunch of kids coming together. It's literally, like, the same uh, baseline storyline, you know? Yeah. Kids, with, kids learn that their, their special abilities can actually yeah. be the thing to defeat what's been bothering them. Yeah, yeah. and the, I, I'm curious how the effects are going to be, because, like, I know with the new mutants like one of the characters is a uh, cannonball and he's literally just a guy that like flies around like a flying cannonball like he shoots flame out of his like lower half of his body mm-hmm. i just can't imagine that looking good yeah anyway. is it possible like a real it? yeah I don't, I don't know yeah i, I mean know. that's kind of the the issue with some uh, comic book characters in general is like, oh, this doesn't translate well. It just does not look cool yeah. in actuality. When you have to do it live action, it's just like, yeah, no. Maybe the spark. Yeah, at least in the, cool. uh... <laughs> the cast is really cool. Yeah, uh, like... Anya Taylor-Joy doing some sort of Russian accent. Love it. Yeah, she's playing... The character she plays is... Uh... The sister of Colossus. Oh. So that's also kind of an interesting bit that who knows how it's going to fit because Disney's still putting this out, but they're going to reboot all of whatever X-Men is. So Yeah, that kind of sucks. You're like, well, like I wanted yeah. to be this character many for many movies, they're, but I'm, I'm curious if they're going to curious if they're going to cherry pick like the actors and stuff that stick with click with people Mm -hmm. and just kind of they might as well i don't know why like yeah just don't even worry about it just make the best next movie you can and don't worry if fans are going to be confused about this or that or what the movie is who it's connected to just make it yeah because like dc has been doing stuff like that with uh the new birds of prey they kept i feel like they were really talking about how it wasn't a sequel to suicide squad you didn't need to see suicide squad before but then like they literally show scenes from suicide squad in the movie yeah and you're like wait (laughs) you you definitely don't need to see it but 
they're straight up referencing it as if it's it is a sequel to it. Yeah, it's very strange because you it it does distract you a little bit. Where you're like, uh, is Jared Leto gonna sneak up on us here? Is he gonna show <laughs> up? I hope not. Um, yeah. But yeah, it'll uh, it'll be interesting to see uh, see some of these actors enter and then maybe swiftly exit the x-men universe <laughs> yeah uh, but it does i think tonally it looks cool and the fact that i'm like i don't really know what this movie's totally gonna be um th- but they'd be stupid if they made it you know just another like standard gather the team of heroes movie so uh not that i think they would because the comic must be you know similarly uh similarly storied i would imagine i think it's yeah it's like they I think in the comics though it's more just they're like younger students at Xavier's school. Oh, really? It is like it more the comics makes them thing. like the young X Men essentially. Okay. Well, I'm glad they didn't do that then. Yeah, that's definitely refreshing to just have it be completely separate. And I would even if they did do that, I'd gladly take it. But I feel like they just never do that well. And we're in a post-superhero movie world where we're like, we get it. You could just plop us in the middle of a superhero movie. We get it. We know how characters, heroes are made. Just show us shit, you know? Yeah, we don't need to see an origin for this character that's the same as every other character and been shown like ten times. Yeah, we we are all get it. That's why Punisher Warzone, still one of the best. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's so awesome. Um, well, cool. Uh, I did uh, just want to say that you see more of this AMC Artisan Films thing on uh, Yeah, on that like, logo that they put around certain movies. It's so stupid. It's basically if it's not an action movie or like superhero movie, they put AMC Artisan Films. And yeah. I, I don't know what they're trying to say with that. Yeah, because... That's not going to, I don't understand the ad. It's not going to make people go like, oh, I should see this now. Yeah, I think they're already like, if they're, let's say you're someone who's sick of uh, the common blockbusters, you know, action movies, the Marvel movies. Um, If you see that there's, uh, you know, who knows what, um, what's one of those artisan films? Uh, 1917 looks like it's one. Parasite is one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're you're not gonna see the you're gonna see those because you're you see clearly that they're not a Marvel movie or whatever. It's not gonna be. Oh wait a minute, it's an artisan film from AMC. Ah, now I must see it. You know what I mean? Yeah, like the that uh that new one that just came out with Will Ferrell, Downhill. That about the uh, he's yeah. like skiing. Yeah, that's that labeled an artisan, an artisan film. film. Why? Yeah, I don't. I don't understand. It really like, I think if the if it made more sense, then I I wouldn't be as pissed about it. But like, it doesn't even make sense naming wise. You know, is it a yeah. genre thing? Is it a budget thing? And if so, why are why are we calling that out? Like, what benefit does it have? Yeah, the gentleman is labeled one. That's weird too, yeah. Why? So it's like the gentleman is labeled, but like Little Women isn't. But I feel like that's just like in the same category as those 
some of the other movies. Yeah, exactly. Like Little Women seems way more like an artisan film. <laughs> uh, that's something we'll have to keep tabs on that. What yeah. movies are being chosen? I'm going to do some research on that. I'm, I'm sure people have looked into it because I've seen people abuzz about the the name. Um, all right, well, let's uh, talk about this artisan film. Let's jump into the movie we both saw. You saw it just hours ago. I saw it yesterday. Talking about Enter the Fat Dragon. Uh, Logline for this movie, a cop is assigned to a case of escorting a criminal to Japan while dealing with relationship problems and his enormous change in appearance as a result of being dumped. Uh, directed by Jing Wong and uh, uh, Kenji Tanagaki, who is a stunt, big stunt guy. And Jing Wong has directed like 70 movies. <laughs> written oh, directed. wow, really? Yeah, yeah and uh, Kenji Tanagaki has been the stunt coordinator and director of like dozens of uh, movies. So these guys are... Yeah huge in china just they're the they're the it director um i mean i definitely felt that with the movie of just how solid i think the action was yeah and you're not going to get a donnie yen movie that has bad action i feel yeah you know it's just not going to happen um so yes this is starring donnie yen uh directed by like i said those two guys and uh, a little history about it it's there's actually a movie from 1978 of the same name with Sammo Hung, uh, and it's uh. roughly the same story, but not really. Um, it's kind of, uh, from what I understand, a little bit more of a Enter the Dragon parody than this movie is. Um, okay. This really doesn't have much of a connection to Enter the Dragon other than uh, he watches the movie once in it. <laughs> um, yeah <laughs> but uh how about let's go with our general thoughts first uh what did you think of entry the fat dragon uh i liked it a lot and i only saw a trailer for it like three days ago and hadn't heard about it so i was worried like oh are they just it's just some like random movie they made that they're you know bringing over here to promote just because they know because it man four yeah it man so week. popular essentially but no it's like totally a it must be a pretty big budget like mainstream uh, martial arts movie which is cool yeah because although it wasn't playing in a lot of theaters you know it's definitely out there um and that's really you know it's the movies that they send here from china from uh, south korea um you know any of these other markets they're usually like the biggest movies. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you're overall happy with it. Um, yeah. For, I thought it was a fun movie. Yeah. For me, I actually was expecting a little bit more um, and I had fun with it, uh, but yeah. I felt like it, the premise, I didn't really get the premise as much as I wanted. Um, yeah. So... It kind of feels like the premise was virtually irrelevant. Like, nothing yeah. about him being overweight mattered at all to any of the fight scenes yeah. or it's just so the story. <laughs> so I guess we should explain. Donnie Yen, uh, he begins the movie, you know, in his typical form. Um, but then after a breakup, he uh, eats a lot and gets lazy and ends up uh, becoming very overweight. So basically the whole premise of the movie is 
what if Donnie Yen did an action movie, but he was wearing a fat suit <laughs> yeah. the whole time? It's basically a, like we were talking about uh, Jeff Tremaine and Jackass and stuff. It's basically <laughs> those skateboarding scenes in Jackass and stuff. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> in yeah. The movie. Um, yeah, the, it's funny because they advertise it too about how, oh, he got, he gains weight after like being dumped and blah, blah, blah. But it's like, he, the real reason he's like, he ends up being overweight is because he gets demoted to, uh, to work in like the back room where he's like yeah, the dealing with all room. the, yeah, evidence. Yeah, and he's he stuck to a desk. Foot. So he's like, oh, I can't even exercise anymore. Yeah, like the the breakup. I feel like if he would have remained a cop and didn't break his leg, it, yeah. the breakup wouldn't have mattered, and yeah. he he wouldn't have gained weight. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like it's this whole premise that that's it. Okay, it's gonna be fun to see somebody who shouldn't move as fast and you know do flips, uh, do that. But then yeah, yeah, it doesn't really seem to affect anything. It's never really like labeled it never becomes an obstacle it never becomes a perceived obstacle you know? yeah like all of the people in his life were just as disrespectful to him before he was fat and like none of when he was heavier they weren't ever like i'm now not going to respect you anymore it was like they all were assholes to him from the start yeah everything kind of remains the same other than a few you know jokes and stuff about yeah about uh his weight and like even his uh ex-girlfriend when she sees how big he is like it's not that big of a deal for her even she yeah it's like kind of she's like oh he gained some weight yeah, and, and the amount of weight he gained in the short amount of time is actually pretty frightening. <laughs> it's not <laughs> yeah. that long where he, that he gains all that weight. But yeah, I wish it was um, that was tied a little bit more to the action and to the story um, so that we yeah. could play with that premise. And I don't even know how you would because it's already kind of like it's uh, bordering on rude anyway. <laughs> you know, just like, like <laughs> look what fat people can do, you know, like yeah that that's the joke sort of but yeah the, like the only real references in the movie to him being overweight is like occasionally someone would call refer to him as like hey fatty or something and that's it like, yeah even and that the doesn't action bother him. it doesn't bother him yeah at all. yeah the he... action he's like he's jumping around like a cat like he's so light climbing up buildings and <laughs> yeah never being winded and yeah, you would think, like, let's see him, like, Jackie Chan-style winded from the fight or, like, getting stuck somewhere. You know, maybe yeah. just occasionally. I don't even know. Yeah. That, I don't even know what I want out of the premise, but I just know <laughs> yeah. it didn't It didn't quite do that. Just sometimes it was fun to see this uh, big guy, like, doing crane kicks up in the air. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he was flying. <laughs> Yeah, it's definitely like wire work. Some very cool wire work, work type of kicks it looked like. Yeah. Um, not for all of it, but uh, some of that stuff, it's like, oh, yeah, that was that's physically impossible. Um, so, yeah, that part, it I, I wish I would have got a little bit more premise. And I think it, I don't know uh, what that comes down to. If it, it just... You know, I, I don't really know what I would want and what the premise would be ultimately. Um, yeah. But that being said, it is kind of a 
a funny gimmick reminded me a lot of that character from Tekken. I think it's Tekken. Uh, oh, uh, Forest Law. Uh, is that his name? It's the the guy. Oh, there's who, two. Of, there's he decided two. to gain weight so that he could show everybody who's still oh. a great martial artist. Yeah. Oh, the, the, and he's like a white dude, right? Yeah. It's basically oh, that. Uh, and what his name is, but, you know, yeah. his weight does come into it when he rushes at the main bad guy and gets shot point blank two times in the stomach and then <laughs> says it was just a graze and is completely yeah. fine. Yeah, like he never got sh- as if he never got shot. Yeah, he it was took, yeah, two bullets in the chest straight on and just like probably from three feet away, maybe straight on no way for it to graze. But like he, it, it, the only way he would survive in any normal movie, oh, he was wearing some sort of bulletproof vest. Yeah, it's played like that, you know, in the movies where that happens. Someone takes a slug to the chest, and then they, they get up and reveal they had the bulletproof vest. But instead, he reveals that it was a graze. And I, yeah. I don't know if that was like, I was like, wait, are they trying to say like, because good thing he has a big belly type thing? But they don't even do that really. <laughs> Just like what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, my uh, fat suit best block these bullets yeah the the movie just doesn't give a fuck about anything <laughs> like that um but yeah why don't we go through some of uh uh moments we really liked from it because uh, or didn't like either way because um there's some there's one thing i don't know if you <laughs> caught this joke i want to call it but when he's um uh introducing himself his name is fallon jew and he says Fallon, like Jimmy Fallon or Fallon oh, Fox. Yeah. <laughs> Fallon yeah. Fox being the uh, the first openly transgender women's MMA fighter. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, that's where that name is from. I, I recognize it, but I, I didn't know what that. Wow, what? What yeah. a bizarre reference, right? Like, yeah. Like Jimmy Fallon or the first openly transgender uh, <laughs> fighter. Uh, like, I don't know how to how to take that i mean you'd have to assume okay donnie Yen knows who fallon fox is and might even have you know some respect for her because she's in combat sports and a martial artist but it's like why would you like that's such a specific reference and almost feels like a joke like yeah like that was whatever the translator was doing except i i have i can't believe that he would say that in the movie yeah, they like just I just changed the translation because his name wasn't know. Fallon, you know, in the, yeah. the Chinese version, it's not Fallon. So yeah, <laughs> so it's so weird. When that happened, I was just like, I have to write this down. If I forget this, <laughs> this is a failure. <laughs> uh, and it's like usually a line like that, you know, you would be like, oh, you know, my name's Booth, you know, like Cliff Booth or John Wilkes Booth. Like the second one is the joke answer. Yeah. Um, so it kind of felt like, is that like meant to be a joke? And if so, like why? Cause it actually is kind of funny, but it's, sh- it's like rudely funny. Yeah. Like I feel bad to even consider that that might be a joke, but it's just yeah. such a specific. So yeah. Weird. Uh, let's definitely want to talk to the translator about that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm actually curious if the, when it comes out on like Blu-ray or whatever, if it's still going to have the same localization or translation, because I I noticed that some of the times they would talk so fast that like you really couldn't read everything that they were saying. 
Yeah, it's a pretty quick. You have that speaking. problem occasionally, just occasionally. Yeah. It's like, and also, it's like flash with like a big sentence. You're like, <laughs> yeah, and you get the dual. Did yours have the dual um, subtitles? Yeah, dual language. Yeah. Yeah, so there's already a lot to take in on screen that can make it a little <laughs> difficult to read. Um, yeah, and I, I actually like have had that issue with um, some uh, some movies that I've seen in theaters that were uh, subtitled and then later i'll buy the dvd and it's or the blu-ray and it's slightly different and i remember it is because like the line is less impactful you know you're like oh that that line is actually different now and it's not as good. yeah 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 but actually have you seen those people that use the hearing impaired devices to watch uh, a movie with subtitles no basically it's like this little stand that they put in front of them with what's essentially like an iPad. And then so they can, while they're watching the movie, they can actually read the subtitles and they're not on the actual screen. Oh, okay. Yeah. So for like, you know, like people that do have problems with hearing instead of just like translation stuff. Yeah. I just, I had seen one recently cause I had never seen it before, but my friend, I was watching a movie and they're like, Hey, this guy's recording the movie on his phone oh. he has a tripod and i looked over and i was like dude that's like a impaired thing yeah. and he's like oh shit. never mind after i already yeah. complained about the guy <laughs> yeah get, get, get him out of here <laughs> like oh no it's okay yeah it, the craziest thing i thought about this movie is that they literally reference that it's like a sequel to flashpoint and and that spl kill zone yeah there, movie yeah there's a uh, uh, clips from his other yeah. movies it shows straight up well what's funny too is so it shows straight up clips from flashpoint but then it also shows he like reshot a scene from that kill zone movie because there's like this famous fight scene where he fights a guy in like a alley and he has just yeah. a baton and the guy has a knife and he they reshot it where his baton just busts open and doesn't work right mm -hmm. and he like fights a guy and basically just owns him he doesn't even like put up a fight yeah so i just thought when i saw that i was just like looking around like is anyone else is like stoked about this right now yeah i'm like crazy. you're telling me this takes place in the same world it's like if you're watching daddy daycare <laughs> or uh no the pacifier yeah vin diesel and then he reveals in that movie that he <laughs> is the same he's dominic toretto yeah it's like that where you're totally. like what you're the same guy as that <laughs> yeah because like i think flashpoint's definitely my favorite on the end movie mm -hmm. and the only one i own on like blu-ray yeah and like so the... when, yeah when i saw that i was just like whoa what <laughs> I didn't yeah even really know. good fights uh in even that though movie. his name is like completely different yeah so it's so weird it's like that's this movie doesn't give a fuck like when it does yeah. shit like that, it just doesn't give a fuck. Um, there was a uh, one moment I really liked is in, early on when there's a bank robbery that he's involved with or he's there. He has it in his mind that he'll grab this kid's toy car, throw it at the bad guy, then beat all their asses. But then yeah. he goes to do it, and the kid won't let go of the the toy car. And yeah, I that was. I like that, and I wish there was more of that. Like, I was thinking, oh, is this what the movie's going to be? Because especially when he gains weight later, you're like, oh, we can see a lot more of, like, how he thinks it's going to go and then how it actually goes. 
Yeah, yeah, that's definitely true. Cause, yeah, that that was really unique and interesting, and and funny. Then the rest yeah. of the movie, he fights perfectly. So yeah, nothing goes wrong like that. <laughs> um, it's kind of like someone had made this point about Hobbs and Shaw, how early on in the movie is the, um, uh, was it Hobbs decides to jump off the building to chase the bad guys, and Shaw takes the elevator, mm-hmm. and it. If the rest of the movie had been that, it's like, okay, these guys doing the same thing, but in their, in own, their own styles. And it's yeah. Vastly, but the rest of the movie isn't that. Yeah. The rest of the movie is just, oh, we need to just do stuff together. Yeah. And they just Instead of our own it. styles. Yeah. So it's like this missed opportunity. That's what I felt yeah, a little definitely. bit about this movie at times. It's like, oh, I wish you kind of took took the ball a little bit more. Um, but yeah, that yeah. moment was totally funny. I wish we would have got more of that. I, I always like a good, this is how the plan should go, and this is how it actually went type of scenes. Um, and then uh, how he breaks his leg. So the the whole, everything about this, uh, the storyline is already kind of weird that I want to get into. But the way he breaks his leg is with a like a bike fall. He's riding his bike and... Uh, and hits something and flips off of it. It's yeah, so violent. <laughs> it's such a violent fall, but kind of like played for laughs. But it's so it's like a brutal, brutal ass bike fall. Yeah, uh, he eats it like really hard. Like the fact that he only breaks his foot is surprising. Yeah, his arms like they would have been messed up. Yeah, I thought that he was actually going to be fully like not paralyzed, like a but full body cast or something. Yeah. But it's just his leg, and then he becomes what he becomes. But uh, yeah, I thought that bike fall was so brutal. I was like s- laughing for a second when it happens, and then the way he hits the ground, you're just like, oh my god, no, this isn't funny. Just because you can, because you're a stunt guy, doesn't mean you should. Oh yeah. Um, but the storyline. So he uh, he gets his heart broken and uh, all that, but then so he's involved with uh, a robbery gone wrong that causes an explosion which ends up uh, giving brain damage to a porn director who then just coincidentally is somebody that Donnie Yen needs to investigate yeah which gets him wrapped up in like it's so weird how those two things intersect yeah, they, the way that the movie intertwines the story seems so crazy. It's really manufactured where you're like, nothing about this seems natural. Yeah. Like, and, yeah, because uh, that guy was like, it said six months later he gained all that weight. So that guy had been in the hospital for six months. Yeah, and no one tried to kill him or anything because he's – Yeah. Basically, he saw the – uh, the Yakuza or the Triads or somebody um, doing a drug deal and filmed it. But then the explosion made him forget that he filmed all that. And yeah, then... but, but somehow he was also at the bank that they were robbing, completely unrelated <laughs> well, to were those all guys... the trouble he... <laughs> those, those guys weren't even the, same, the Triads though, right? The guys that were oh, okay, those bank. guys were just yeah, those guys were just like random. That's what's even weirder is that it's just the, oh yeah, here's the guy who was at that event 
and like it's it's just <laughs> yeah because so that guy could have just been anyone anywhere gotten a head injury and donnie Yen had to go bring him back to japan yeah and that would have been fine it would have been the same but the fact that they have to tie it into the fact that he was at the bank when it all ha- happened yeah yeah you're like why and then the bad <laughs> the main bad guy it just so happens to be working with his ex-girlfriend yeah and you're of like, these are so many coincidences uh really poorly written uh <laughs> unfortunately <laughs> it just is a lot of coincidences that uh... yeah also for his his fiance like all her character is essentially the whole movie like i don't like you for who you are yeah you know, she's like i can't accept the fact that you're a cop even though We've been together for 10 years, and you've been a cop this entire time. Yeah, and you are you were in Flashpoint. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, their relationship. And it does end up, uh, they end up not together. So, I mean, it does all make sense, you know. that Or no, they do end up together. Never mind. Yeah. But, yeah. That, <laughs> yeah, that's why it's so weird. It's like, she's like, finally like, I guess I'm okay with the fact that you're a cop now. Yeah, they uh, they definitely never at any point seem right for each other. Yeah. So you're like, why are you guys? It's like, it's okay if you guys uh, separate. If if you really can't get over the fact that he's a cop. Yeah, because at the but... beginning, from the very beginning, you never see their relationship good at all. It's just him apologizing for things that aren't really his fault. Yeah, she's yeah. upset with him that he stopped a robbery. Yeah, and They're I guess she has a point. She's like, "Why does it have to be?" Yeah, there's used? other cops, like, and and it, they would have just taken money, and and left. I guess he was worried about his partner, but but at that, with the point that he stopped the robbery, he had no reason to be worried about his partner. Yeah, you know, like he had no reason to. Yeah, he ejected him from that van. He was good. <laughs> The fight inside the van was pretty cool. So Yeah, I think that was probably my favorite fight. Yeah, so a big like whatever um cargo van or whatever and they're Donnie Yen versus three guys in inside of it. Uh yeah, that was cool. <laughs> Obviously like some sort of rebuilt van cuz you can't possibly <laughs> have that much room <laughs> in there. Um but it was really cool. And I, at one point my favorite part was when the news reporters come. And then the, yeah. uh, they're filming the whole thing, and the news reporter's boss is like, make the fight go on longer so we could get more ratings. So the news reporter hands the bad guy a hammer <laughs> to make the fight <laughs> last longer. It's just like, oh, my God. This is like TMZ, <laughs> the the really worst version of TMZ you can get. Yeah. Yeah, I and thought that there was, was some funny stuff pretty... like that. Um yeah, the like in, during that fight, he like shoots the driver with a gun in in his ass, and yeah. also like makes and the guy stab him. In him. His ass too, yeah. I was like, it's funny how fucked up that is, but they're also just playing it for laughs. Yeah, and it's actually some sometimes weird how different um, the levels of violence are. Like in a moment like that, that whole scene, everybody's missing. Like with when they're shooting each other. They're, everybody's yeah. missing terribly. Um, but then at the end of the film, uh, Donnie Yen gets a gun and like, shoots two guys in the head. Yeah, yeah. yeah he like, finally gets a gun and he's like, murdered, murdered, murdered. Yeah. 
and it it just feels gnarly because you're like, wait, I don't feel like this is the movie we were watching. <laughs> yeah, he he never fights anyone where you think like, oh, he's trying to kill these guys, but then those guys, he's just like, no, nah, straight to dead. the head. When every other time he had missed terribly. Um, oh, oh yeah, yeah go I'll, for it. I'll see. I was gonna talk about part of that end fight scene, but I'll wait till later maybe yeah and in general the fight scenes um we have forklift foo 7-eleven sign foo oh yeah helicopter foo couple foo tuna foo there's a lot of uh different foos going on Uh, the forklift fight i thought that was pretty cool yeah that was really fun um the 7-eleven sign foo uh, <laughs> yeah, that was that also product placement. That was pretty cool. I was like, they they oh, mentioned Seven Eleven a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, go get when he's like, go get a lighter down the street at Seven Eleven. Yeah, and then you see Seven Eleven. There's a full, full on action scene in Seven Eleven. Uh, and then uh, yeah, so the, yeah, there's some pretty cool scenes like that. And there's uh, Kung Fu Kid Fu as well. Um, yeah, that kid, that kid was pretty cool. It he's sucks that he's really only does a fight once. Like, yeah, I was hoping about at that end scene, or not the end end, but when the Seven Eleven Foo stuff was going on, I was like, "Where's that kid at?" Yeah, and I kind of feel it's. I half like when they throw a, just a detail like that in, like, "Oh, here's a kid. He knows kung fu, so he just uses it here, and that's it." versus like making that then a storyline he does have his own like mini storyline not yeah. that it's much but it has nothing to do with his kung fu or anything um but i feel like there's a happy medium between those two things where you could have him at least fight one more time because <laughs> he was pretty awesome yeah. um yeah. but it's just kind of it's just played like hey he does kung fu isn't that cool let's move on with the rest of the story <laughs> like okay yeah that was pretty cool yeah, I'm curious if like they're they set up any of this movie with the intentions of making a sequel or something. Yeah, because you could see like a storyline between um, Donnie Yen and the kid or something like that, and even Thor, yeah. Thor who is awesome. And that, but then you look at something like It Man Three, and you're like, why have they? Yeah, maybe, just maybe not. Let it die. Uh, the actor who played Thor is also the director and writer. Oh, really? Yeah, and I guess they were going to have Sammo Hung play that role, but oh. they ended up going with the having the director do it instead. Huh, that's really that's really interesting. Yeah, because then it would have been, he's in both Enter the Fat Dragons. Yeah, and the fact that he's hard-boiled. They used to call him hard-boiled. Oh, yeah, yeah. So... Okay. Yeah, yeah, so it all kind of works together, but then it's, you realize I like oh, that guy that they got, or the the. Uh, yeah, he's really interesting. Yeah, he was he was good. When I when he first comes on screen, he looks like a where the wild things are creature. <laughs> he's got this like crazy beard. His body is shaped very strangely. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he was yeah, he, he was, was fun. Strange. Uh, but a big character that I liked was the interpreter girl. <laughs> she was, she was oh like, yeah, so good. How early on in the movie she's like, oh, I I kind of want to be a helicopter pilot, and then at the end of the movie she just shows up flying a helicopter very poorly. Yeah, yeah. 
which is that's what honestly what I wanted to talk about was how uncomfortable that scene <laughs> oh. at, at this time, like so poorly timed. Yeah, I, I, you know, I hate even laughing about it. Uh, you know, recent helicopter tragedies in minds uh, that you're yeah. referencing. It, it was like, ugh, I kind of this is playing for laughs, and it just does not feel funny right now. Yeah, I was feeling like getting anxiety. I was just like, oh no, this is not an appropriate time to for this to be an entire bit during the, yeah. the final fight scene. And not that like the Chinese audiences they're aware of them, but it's of Kobe Bryant, but it's not anywhere near you know what it's gonna be here. So I'm sure it wasn't yeah. even a thought. Yeah, well, also, I'm sure, I think that movie, I'm assuming, came out in China, like, yeah, it must have come out a while before. ago. Yeah, and I'm sure the last thing they were thinking about releasing it here was, oh, do we need to reshoot that scene now? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, and any helicopter scene like that is uncomfortable anyway, because like, yeah. helicopters are terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> and you know that she's not good at of flying it yet so yeah that that was just hilarious that uh i call that uh using the whole buffalo you know that's just every line of dialogue in the movie you're using it for something later um and i, I don't think that's necessarily it's like doesn't make a lot of sense in this case but it was still like yeah she's flying a helicopter she said helicopter earlier awesome <laughs> she's like she's like you look like you should use uh nunchucks too yeah it's like why why would she say that oh yeah so that whole uh, last fight scene was pretty cool because it's basically nunchuck versus knife and with a helicopter almost killing both the people at the same time killing everyone yeah including the the people in the helicopter that yeah was... um uh, yeah I, I really like it was a very tense fight scene because of the helicopter's presence um, yeah. John Landis type of situation going on. Yeah, uh, yeah. Other. Uh, <laughs> Yikes, yeah. Um, it's your but, movies and, and those don't go well together either. They don't. Uh, I also love the German Shepherd puppet. There's a, uh, a <laughs> yeah. German Shepherd attacks them. And it's just so obviously a puppet. And later, actually, I will say I loved the end credits where it's all behind the scenes footage. Um, yeah, that was really really cool it was awesome to see because you do see things like the the puppet and how they were doing it and it just looked like they were having a ton of fun uh and that's why mm. i kind of like it's it's a really bad dog puppet and at no point looks real or anything but i'm just like hey i'm enjoying this you know as i'm seeing it yes yeah. it was a goofy fun scene yeah didn't last too long and yeah and you're just i like anything with a, a practical puppet even though it didn't look good, but yeah, I loved that. Yeah. Um, cool. Any uh, last thoughts about the movie? Would you uh, Would you recommend it to see in theaters, rent, or just skip it? I feel like it's definitely not like the best martial arts movie I've ever seen or anything like that, but I did enjoy it, and I feel like if people are fans of martial arts movies, this one would be an easy, easy watch. Mm-hmm. It's actually, you know, it's it was an hour and a half too, but I feel like it felt longer. Yeah, it it feels long. Um, yeah, and I 
I have a hard time figuring out what that's attributed to. I yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure why. I think it's because things just don't feel necessarily organic to the story. It seems like a lot of coincidences and uh, and things of that nature. So that can tend to just make you feel restless uh, instead of riding yeah. with the movie. Um, but yeah, it feels yeah, all the it stuff felt really before he gets long. to Japan, basically. Oh, actually, you know, else I wanted to talk about was just I'm curious, like how. Chinese moviegoers and Japanese moviegoers view their respected countries portrayed in these movies where they're just like, in this movie, they're at one point, I believe they say something like, oh yeah, I mean, they're corrupt. They're Japanese police. Like This movie's hard is. on the Japanese. Yeah. It's very hard on the and, Japanese. And the fact that the, the Yakuza like leader guy is clearly just like some American Japanese guy <laughs> that only speaks English the entire movie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, it just seems uh, it's interesting. Yeah, that's that's a really interesting point that I remember clocking while I was watching it. Is like, and I've seen a lot of um, either Chinese movies or Japanese movies where it's always kind of intersected. They're going to China, referencing China, or vice versa. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. like First Love, I just saw semi recently, and it actually reminded me a lot because it's also about crime and. Uh, uh, crime gangs and i believe Ah. first love is a japanese movie that then has a lot of chinese gangsters in it it's about the chinese gangsters coming in and it's kind of the the same in that it's like very unfair to the chinese people in this (laughs) at some uh, in this movie at one point they make fun of the uh, japanese for being long-winded they make fun of them for being corrupt um I think those are kind of the, it's just a lot of like little barbs um, yeah. at the Japanese. It's it's kind of refreshing to see that because usually we see like Americans getting, oh, that's America, they're this or that in movies, or like Americans are violent, you know, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and, and, and like most American movies are always like, oh, the this country's the villain of this movie. <laughs> yeah. So this one is to see a movie that are just like not even focused on the United States at all is like refreshing and like, okay, good. You, yeah. guys, you guys hate each other. Got it. <laughs> yeah. That was a really interesting dynamic. Uh, and yeah, I kind of want to watch more Chinese. I don't see a lot of Chinese movies. If anything, I see a lot of Korean movies, but mostly uh, if we're talking about Asian cinema um, then Japanese, then Chinese, I'd probably see the least of. And I'd be interested just to see more of like the, some of those cultural stamps of how they feel about the Japanese or other countries. And yeah, basically see their racism. <laughs> yeah. I'm really interested yeah. in these other racists. Um, well, cool. Yeah. I think I would, I would say it's, I wouldn't bother going out in the theater to see it. Um, I feel like it's also, if you're a Donnie Yen fan, you're going to then, yeah, go see it. Mm-hmm. But I don't even think, I feel like it feels long because you'd never get enough of the fight scenes, if you ask me. Yeah. Even though there's a lot, That's like true. looking back, there are a lot, and they, some of them go on for a good amount, a long time. But for mm-hmm. some reason, it just feels like there's not enough of them. Or <laughs> You're just waiting for the next one. You're like, okay. Yeah. Can we see him? I feel like, 
there's like a lot of set pieces, but then they never utilize them fully or something like that. It's kind of like, yeah, yeah. I don't. It every single one left me feeling like I wanted a little bit more, and maybe I think it comes back to the premise thing, where the fight scenes honored the premise a little bit more. Then maybe I would have felt like they had something. Like if they're satisfying a, a emotional story beat for Donnie Yen's character, where we could yeah. see, oh, his first fight uh, being heavy gets in the way. His second fight, he uses it for his advantage. His third fight, it's a mixture of both. It, you know what I mean? Like that kind of trap yeah. thing. Uh, yeah. Then they actually feel like, oh, okay, I see that fight wasn't just a cool fight that put us into the next um, plot development. It also... Um, showed Donnie Yen's growth as a character. But, yeah. I would say maybe give it a rent. You probably won't be able to see it in that many places. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah, it's it's like, yeah, if you're a Donnie Yen fan, it's worth seeing. It's not the worst. Especially, I guess, because it is kind of like a romantic comedy martial arts movie. Yeah, it's definitely... Um, not like uh, his other movies, for the most part. Not, not too serious. Yeah, very goofy. Um, the action is like, it's good. Is competent. Not some like garbage. The shots are nice and clean and clear. Yeah, you definitely get to see even with whatever wire work was done, you get to see clean, uh, clean sequences of action. Yeah. Also, the wife is, like, younger than us. Really? How old, yeah. How old is she? Looked it up. She's, uh, she's like, 30. And he's, like, 50. Yeah, <laughs> classic. 56. He's 56. Jeez. That uh, looks good for 56. Yeah, definitely. All right. Well, cool. That is Enter the Fat Dragon. Check it out if you want to support Chinese cinema in America. Um, and, uh, yeah. Any final thoughts about it? Uh, I think now I'm going to go back and watch a couple of, uh, older Donnie Yen movies. That's how I feel about it now. Cause I actually never watched that SPL kill house one. That's yeah, actually in the same universe as the flashpoint movie, which is in the same universe as enter the fat dragon. <laughs> now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, cool. Yeah, my last thoughts are uh, go watch Letter Kenny. All right, you could find me at joecabello.com or go to uh, patreon.com slash joecabello and, uh, and help us keep things like this going. All right, uh, see yeah. you all later. All right.